0: And final slide, what are the limits of the understanding and what happens when those limits are pushed? So as you may have wondered, Kant's view suggests that human reason is not complete and there are certain constraints and limits to it, to what humans can know and how we know it. And so the one of the key limits is that we can never understand objective truth because the synthetic unity of the manifold makes the objective appearances of the world subjective, and these objective appearances are themselves only representations of noumena. And by objective truth, I refer to noumena, basically the underlying structures for reality and the essences that constitute being in the world. And. By the word representation, you may be wondering, well, what exactly does that mean? Well, in the book "In the of the world as will and representation by Arthur Schopenhauer, a contemporary of Kant, he argues that representation is basically synonymous with the appearances in the world that are perceived rather than the will, which is interchangeable with the noumenal. And representation also is defined by Reinhold as a hylomorphic compound, which derived from the Aristotelian idea that representations are the unity of matter and form. And I think representation is a key idea in philosophy because. Theories like Kantianism all tie in back to the representational theories of consciousness, which was a common Western philosophical tradition where there's a dichotomy between truth and illusion or reality and fantasy. And also you could argue that the understanding is confined through the manifold and categories and maybe also the noumena themselves and also the appearances that are subject to the manifolds and the categories. And then when those limits are pushed, the result is an antinomy of pure reason. Antinomies of pure reason were explored by Kant in also the critique of pure reason which began at around page 390, where he talked about, well, the antinomies of pure reason, and he thought that antinomies of pure reason were basically these unresolvable paradoxes that are supposedly not paradoxes. And you can see my explanation here, where there's a thesis and an antithesis, which both conform to logic and are logical and coherent, but the conclusions end up in an unresolvable contradiction. And by contradiction, I refer to a concept or a proposition and the negated form of that. So there's like p and negated p, and this is what it implies by contradiction. And this idea of an antinomy links well with the Western philosophical tradition of dialectic, where there are two opposing sides, which Hegel thought could be synthesized together, although he never explicitly stated that. And Kant thought that antinomies of pure reason reflect limits of human understanding, especially in metaphysical matters. Well, why is this the case? Well, Kant thought that you have to go back to the very definition of an antinomy of pure reason. There's a thesis and an antithesis that are both perfectly logical. But then, by the term logical, you're referring to human logic. And human logic, Kant thought, could never understand pure reason or some divine logic out there. And so that's why he thought it was especially challenging in metaphysical matters where human reason could not understand divine reason and then by logic it reflects that the human system of logic is never complete and thus reflects the, the limits of human understanding and this links pretty well to Godel's incompleteness theorem where there can never be a complete system of mathematics And the logician Wilhelm Quine identified antinomies as the most critical type of paradox, as opposed to his other two types of paradoxes, which he thought were not actually paradoxes and just tricks on the mind, and were only known to be paradoxes intuitively and not as factually considered paradoxes. And yes, so this is what it means by the limits being pushed when you have antinomies. And yes, so this is the end of my lecture. I hope you enjoyed it.